she turned to me and she said, break up with him right now. And she just looked at me and I just started like laughing because I couldn't like, what? I just can't believe in front of this whole congregation. You just sat here and told me to break up with this man. That's very embarrassing. You want me to just dump this man in front of this whole church? Like, what? to the ghetto good girl podcast i am your host justice antica and i am back with another with another bomb fire podcast of course right <laughs> um so lately i have been kind of wondering why did they take testimony time out of church so i kind of wanted to just tell my little testimony and i don't even feel like i could tell my whole testimony in one podcast so i think i gotta tell like bits and pieces okay so we just gonna go ahead and jump on up into this you know how the old lady get up and i just want to first thank god the head of my life i want to give honor to my pastor my first lady y'all remember that or are y'all young like me well i'm young and i remember but okay um, but it's very important to tell your testimony before I even say anything. The Bible says we're supposed to tell our testimony. The Bible says we're supposed to um, testify to one another. We're supposed to tell, you know, the goodness of God. We're supposed to do those things. We're supposed to talk about our journey, not complain, because that's what the Israelites did. And that's why he wouldn't let them go to the next level, because they would stop, wouldn't stop complaining about the level they were on. But to give their testimony about what God has done, the goodness of God, that's something we're supposed to do, right? That's the easiest way to make disciples, because that's what God, Jesus said to make disciples, right? Okay, cool. So now we are up to speed, everybody where I'm at, okay, okay. Now, I'm no, <clears throat> I know I'm young. I know, like, I don't know, because right now this age is like I feel young, but sometimes people make me feel like I'm not young, and sometimes people make me feel like I'm young. I'm currently 28. I'll be 29 in September, y'all. And I don't know what my voice sound like. My voice could sound like I'm 8. You know, people tell me I look like I'm 12. So I have no idea. But this life that I've been living for these 28 years, baby, it has been ghetto. Like, I know I've asked countless amount of times, like, God, can you just come get me? Because it's real ghetto down here. You know, um, the dating pool got pissed in it. Um, you know, seem like everything crashing, eggs is high, uh, apartments is high, jobs don't want to hire you. If they hire you, they don't want to pay no money. What is going on? Like, why? What? But at the end of the day, God still prevails. He's still good. He is still God. He still sit on the throne. He is still king of king. He's still Lord of Lord. He still reign on, reign on the just as well as the unjust. Do you hear what I'm trying to tell y'all? And he has reigned on me because I'm going to tell y'all I have not been saved my whole life. Yes, we are all saved by grace. And yes, I did know who Jesus was. I was baptized as a little girl. And I remember and I know, but honestly a relationship with god didn't have it so let me tell you it's important to have a relationship with god i thought i was a believer and i was living my best lukewarm life but literally i was just really could have been out here doing whatever i could have been out here on, on crack 
making a porn star being a, I could have been doing anything because honestly and truly yes I said he was my lord and savior but I was already out here living any kind of way I was already out here partying I was already out here fornicating I was already out here you know living however I felt like I want to live of course I wasn't doing just everything because I have a moral compass and I have conscience but nevertheless I was not being led by God and if your life ain't led by God baby you're wasting your time so I did used to go to church right I did used to go to um like a prayer service like a Monday night prayer service and it was a prophet in there and I have this thing about people prophesying to me one I really don't know if you're telling the truth two like I really don't I have trust issues and I don't want everybody in my business. And if you're going to prophesy to me, don't prophesy to me in front of everybody. Like you need to pull me to the side and talk to me about my life because it ain't nobody else's business. And I've been like this my whole life. My mama used to say I was weird because it's my business. Why am I telling you? Like, is she like, I'm your mom. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's nice. That's what's up, mom. But yeah, technically this is my business and I don't understand why I'm telling you. So... I'm sorry, y'all. So, with that being said, this lady this one particular time, so I started dating this dude. I was getting ready to move to Texas because my homegirl was about to go to Texas, but then she decided not to. But while she was looking for an apartment, I went out there and I really loved Dallas. I was getting ready to move to Dallas. I had saved up like $5,000, almost $6,000. I'm just like, okay, this should be enough for me to move to Dallas. Mind you, I'm like 22. Like, I'm young. Baby, I'm fresh. You know, I'm wet behind the ears. I still smell like Similac, baby. I'm looking good. I'm feeling good. I'm dumb, so I'm happy. You no, I don't know no better, so everything seemed beautiful, right? SpongeBob. <laughs> and I meet this dude, y'all. I don't know. The devil is a low down, dirty, dusty son of a dog. And I meet this dude or whatever. I didn't even need a job. Like, I had quit my job, and I was like, eh, but I'm going to go get me another job real quick because I hadn't been working for a little while. You know, when you got money to blow, you got, you know, thousands of dollars to blow at 22, and you still live at home with your people. And, I mean, it was other things I really could have did with that money. I should have did with that money. I would have should have went back to school, should have, should have, would have, could have. But I'm about to move out of town. So I meet this dude. I'm at this temp service. He's also at the temp service. And... Girl, I told him, I was like, you know, I really ain't looking for no relationship or whatever because I'm about to get ready to move to Texas. So I really don't want to waste your time, right? And I shouldn't have said nothing. <laughs> but anyways, he was like, oh, I don't want to. I'm about to move to Texas too. That's something I want to do. I'm trying to do that too. 22 and dumb. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, maybe we can go together baby so anyways we dated for a little while and i ignored jesus i ignored so many red flags just thinking it was nothing it wasn't a big deal right and eventually we you know i'm like okay i'm gonna tell you something about to go so he decided he wants to come along with come along with and I say that like that because that man ain't had nothing to provide. Like, he didn't bring nothing to the table. Not to open up that conversation on what people bring to the table. But honestly, y'all, like, this man 
he's had a car, but the car messed up. So you can't take it to Texas. You don't, you can't, you ain't been able to keep a job. The the job that we went for at that temp service, I didn't even get that job. But he did get that job. But he only worked there a day or two days in like we. So, I don't know. It's a lot of red flags. Anyways, so, end up going to Texas. He ended up coming along with. Um, while we were in Texas, he was just a headache, right? So it was just like, of course, sometimes you don't want to do stuff by yourself, but you got to understand you're not doing it by yourself if you're doing it with God. And at that point in time, I really didn't understand God's presence. I didn't understand that he's with me. I didn't understand that he walked with me. I didn't understand that he wanted to fellowship and talk to me. I didn't have any type of understanding on that. Like literally, even though my mama was a prophet and a minister, she didn't even explain really like for real like she made it seem like she was so special that oh god communions with me because i'm special my nigga god communion like lord forgive me if i ain't supposed to call these people niggas but god commune with everybody okay he reigns on the just as well as the unjust you could be living in your sin right now and you could say god like i need you to speak to me i I need i need i need something i need you i need your presence can you come be with me i'm trying to do better i just need you to and he is going to and you cry out to him he hears your cries so you he will come He will be there. His presence is there. The Holy Spirit, he left his presence on this earth to be with us. Once Jesus left, the Holy Spirit came. So at no point in time, we will have to be alone. Okay? Because he can't be here because he holy and he can't mix with all this. Baby, all this hot girl, hot boy, ratchet, um, what the girls, and I'm a slate to the gods. Like, God ain't out here trying to hear all that. (laughs) You Okay, so, I'm just... I'm just putting it out there. So anyways, I didn't want to do uh, it alone. And a lot of times that have been my issue. And I've had somebody that barely knew me to even say, Justice, you got to stop trying to take everybody with you. Because you can do it perfectly by yourself. You're scared. I'm handicapping me. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, we go to Dallas and I got a hotel for a couple of nights and I'm looking for an apartment and I'm looking for a job and I'm looking, I'm trying to get myself established and it just was not hitting. It wasn't touching. It wasn't, it just wasn't doing what it was supposed to do. So it was out there a couple of nights and then he had a homeboy who had moved to Houston and he was doing good and he was working at the post office and all that. So he was saying, you know, I can get y'all on at the post office here and it's really easy to come up here. So we just I really didn't want to live in Houston, but his whole point was like, let's visit my homeboy. So we drove to Houston. The first night we stayed at his homeboy house on the floor, which I wasn't tripped out because I just paid for a hotel for multiple nights and you ain't got nothing to put in. Anyways, so we stayed at his homeboy house. Like, mind you, he know what we're doing. So, um, after the first night, he's like, yeah, so what y'all gonna do? Cause y'all can't just sleep in my house. Like, nigga, you the one told us to come down here and everything. Cool. But okay. So we decided to sleep in the car with all our stuff. Like, the car was full to the rim. So before I decided to sleep in the car that night, I was like, okay, let's go get something to eat. We went to Taco Bell. And when I went to Taco Bell, shout out to Lisa. Lisa, I don't know if you ever going to hear this, but Lisa, you helped me. Like, when I say you was a, like... 
an angel that God has sent to help me. And I feel like a lot of people in Houston have better hearts than in a lot of other places because I know for a fact, me being in Houston, I had help. I had people who cared. I had people who were trying to, you know, help and random strangers, really. But anyways, I pull up to Taco Bell to get us something to eat. And I'm like, um, I saw a not hiring. I was like, y'all hiring? Because that's my car out there and I had a 97 Toyota Camry white I missed that car but and I was like you see it's, it's full with all our bags because we just moved down here like I just got down here today and I really need a job and I really need somewhere to stay and she was like oh okay she was like you got manager's um, experience I was like yeah she was like okay and I was like well this is my boyfriend and he need a job too she's like okay so she hired him too so we had a job Okay, so not 24 hours we had a job. Now we need to get up out this car. <laughs> so I'm riding around. I'm looking for apartments. And God is so good because I randomly turn on this little street. And I, like, was about to go to the Wendy's. And right across from the Wendy's, I saw some balloons. And I'm like, ooh, balloons at an apartment complex. That got to be good. And they had a really good deal. And it's back when I got my, my apartment was like $575, y'all. Like, stop playing. Like, this is going good. So here we are. We three, four days into this week. And we got a job. And we got an apartment. And so the apartment wasn't ready. We had to sleep in the car a couple more nights. But we end up getting an apartment. And I'm going to say this. It was more comfortable sleeping in a car in a state with somebody that I knew instead of if I had one out there completely by myself. So if I had one out there completely by myself, it would have took me doing a little more research on the front end instead of just like being my who I am. I'm like, let's get up and go and we'll figure it out while we dare. Because if I got to think about it too much here, I'm going to outthink it and I'm going to be like, eh, and uh, and this is so much. And so I didn't want to do it like that. And that's just kind of how I do a lot of stuff. But at the same time, it'd be a little bit scary to get up and go all the way over there by yourself right especially at 22 you don't really have no survival skills and as a woman men have different type of survival skills i've noticed it so anywho we finally get the apartment and then somebody tell us about a temp service so we go over there so he ended up getting another job um, he ended up having two jobs because he started working at Walmart. I had two jobs because I started working at the zoo. And then he loses Walmart job. He loses Taco Bell job. I still got both of mine. And he just literally loses his entire mind. Like this man started doing retarded stuff. Like taking my money because he don't want to work. You know what I mean? We fighting. I'm calling the police, putting him out. He breaking into my house, like breaking the door into my house where I couldn't even like close the door no more. Because when he kicked it in, he broke all of the like panel off the side. Now, I forgot to say this. When I went to that church and that lady prophesied and he was with me, right? I was like, let's go get some prayer, you know, because I was believing God. And I never really understood that I could be praying for myself. I didn't know how to pray for myself. I knew how to do them baby prayers. That's why I talk to y'all so much about praying and using the Bible and using like words in the Bible and using scriptures in the Bible or just saying a whole Psalms because Psalms is just a book of prayers, really. And um, I didn't know these things. So I used to feel like I had to get somebody to pray for me because if nobody prayed for me, how God going to hear me? Like, I need you to pray for me so God can hear me because I know he hear you. But he heard me too. And I just didn't have that understanding and he listened to me 
too right he listens to the bum on the street he listens to the crackhead in the crack house he listens to the stripper in the strip club he listens to me too you are just as important and i hope that you understand that like nobody's more important not the man up there preaching not these million dollar preachers not these prophets you are just as important you are a soul don't look at the flesh suit and they got this and they got that you are a soul and he made all the souls he put them in a lot of different flesh suits but he made these souls and he really cared about the soul because when you die dust to dust ash to ash their body going back to the ground but your soul is what he's going to have to open that book and decide where you're going by looking at all the go actions and disobedience is a sin so i did sin y'all because that lady was like we got up there to the office she's like this your boyfriend oh okay oh yeah mm-hmm. and she said some slick stuff like she said some slick stuff but if i was um older and mature i probably would have picked up on what this lady was saying but anyway she was like sorry y'all she was like he is so handsome oh i bet you got away with the ladies i bet you know how to deal with the ladies you look like a ladies man mm-hmm. yo you like to please the women huh so in my mind i'm getting offended like man why is you talking to my man like this but in real life that lady was just trying to really honestly and truly she was just using her gift. God had to have told her that this was a whoremonger. Like, this man, when I tell y'all, if I went through this man's phone at any particular time, it was nothing but females. His phone would get cut off. Nope, off, off, right? Because I went and got him a phone. And he was doing too much, so I took that phone back. Deal with your little boost, little, you know what I'm saying? Because you're not about to, no, mm-mm. Uh-uh. I was trying to make sure you had a phone while we was out here in Texas, but you'll figure it out. You're grown. We got Wi-Fi. Trap it off the Wi-Fi. Because all you're going to do is type the females anyways. And I work two jobs. Like, I'm not about to play with you. Which, before we ever left, I did find, like, this one little light-skinned-looking white girl. <laughs> and I was asking him about her, and he was like, oh, you tripping? There's nobody. I don't know why she takes me. And I just never really thought about it no more. But when we got to Texas, it was, like, female after 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 female. So it was just like, Negro. And, like, if his phone off, I would wake up to go to work and i'd be getting text messages from females because he's using my phone and i was like oh y'all and then i checked my bank account and this nigga then found my card he didn't went to the he didn't got my card he didn't went to the atm while i'm asleep to get him some money all these different type of things <clears throat> and then when we do like I'm much better now but i used to get really really mad and i'm like you know we about to fight because you're playing with me we're in the middle of like another state i'm nine hours away from my family i gotta pay all these darn bills i gotta work i gotta do all this and then when i come home i gotta cook because you hungry you want me to clean you ain't doing nothing like you know sometimes he would help i'm not gonna act like he didn't but i didn't like his food so i had to cook <laughs> but he would try but it just and then again i was young too so like we were just too it was not but that lady looked at me and she told me after she said all that to him like oh you know i know you got your way with the ladies you feel like you a ladies man and oh i bet you just feel like you could please all these women and da da she turned to me and she said break up with him right now and she just looked at me and i just started like laughing because i couldn't like what I just can't believe in front of this whole congregation. You just sat here and told me to break up with this man. That's very embarrassing. You want me to just dump this man in front of this whole church? Like, what? 
and I did not do it. I ain't do it. I ain't do it. Dumb. I'm gonna stick by my man. Dumb. I don't know. We're gonna. Dumb. I don't know why she told me in front of the whole church. That's very embarrassing. She should have pulled me to the side. I'm not doing that in front of the whole church. Dumb. Because I should have did when I got in the choir. And still didn't do it. But hey, it is what it is, right? Yeah, that was the most stressful. So we got to Texas in February. Lord, don't let that be true. But yeah, we got to Texas in February. And then. I came home from Texas July the 4th. That's when I decided to, we're going home. Well, I didn't decide. My grandma literally got her U-Haul and came and picked me up and brought me back home. Because she was like, she just, no. Uh-uh. Especially when she found out, like, my door don't close no more. I would get off work. He'd just be sitting in my house in a dark house. Like, it was cuckoo. Very cuckoo. So, I end up trying to drive home. Again, I was riding, I was driving, uh, working two jobs. My grandma randomly, like, you coming home today. I'm coming to get you. So, I started driving home. She did tell me to, like, pull over and take a nap. But I was like, no, nah, I'm mad because didn't nobody tell you to come get me. So, you want me back at home? You telling me to leave my apartment and my dreams and go home? Because he retarded. That ain't got nothing to do with me. And I was mad. So, I was like, I'm just going to drive all the way home. I'm not taking a nap. You want me home? I'm going home. I had the worst accident. I totaled my car. I ended up in the hospital. They had to rush me from Arkansas to Tennessee. I had to, like, girl, still be having back problems. Had to learn how to walk, go through physical therapy, all these different things. Did that man check on me? No. He did not. When I did finally get better and then we had a conversation, he was like, oh, I'm doing so much better now. I got an apartment for us. I don't want to got a car. I'm working. Like, I'm really up. And, you know, you did all the work last time. You really, you know, I really just had time to think about it or whatever. And, you know, this time I just want to do it. I want to be the man. I want to take care of everything. And I want to, you know, you good. All you got to do is just come out here, come back fine so i told my homegirl like yeah i'm gonna go back to texas why because i wanted to go i always wanted to live in texas right so if this man is like okay i'm about to take care of you finally because you the reason all this bad stuff happened like again i'm 22 so i go back down to texas me and my homegirl we go to texas whatever and i'm like pretty much telling you pretty much could just leave me out here right and we were just going down there to kind of scope out the apartment he got and everything. And I was like, okay, I think I'm going to stay. So we had an apartment. We had a hotel room. When I called him when I first got there, he was acting like he had to work and he was busy. So we had went out. We went to a club. We, me, my homegirl from my hometown, and then my homegirl I met in Texas went out. And then when we got through, he was like, pull up at my job. I pulled up at his job. We was talking or whatever. And he was just talking. And then he was like, okay, I'm going to see you when I get off work. When he got off work, I did not see him. And he didn't pull up on me. Then, y'all, <laughs> I just felt like he kept playing games, right? He was like, pull up here. Oh, I'm not there. Oh, wait, I'm about to pull up over here. Oh, I'm not there. Oh, wait, I'm about to do this. Oh, I'm not there. Oh, wait, we about to do this. Oh, okay, hold on. Give me 10 minutes. Give me 20 minutes. And I'm like, he just being so weird. And I'm like, look, I'm about to go. I'm about to get back on the road. I'm just about to go home. No, 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 no. I'm just trying to handle some business. I have to go downtown and file this and put this in or whatever. So my little sleek tail behind found a way to find out where he was at. And I 
found him and I'm having a conversation with him and everything. While I'm having this conversation, my homegirl go into the car and she looking at the car and she like, I don't know, this might not be his car. I don't know. And I'm like, girl, he said this is car. So then I'm like, okay, well, look, what we doing? Because I'm about to go home or whatever. He was like, no, everything straight. Everything good. I just been busy. Blah, blah, blah. You still ain't told me where this apartment is that you so-called got for us or nothing, right? So, anyways, I was like, I'm about to go to Walmart. So, I go to Walmart, and then I see him at Walmart. Y'all, we just left away from each other. Like, we just left away from each other. So, please explain to me why when I saw him at Walmart, he at Walmart with a whole girl holding hands. Boy, so I'm like, what is this? And she's just looking, and I'm like, girl, what, who, what is this? Like, you always playing games. Like, I'm so mad. We snapping. The Walmart security, like, y'all can't do that here. Ooh, whatever. So, I'm like, okay, I'm going about my business, but not sure. Not 100% sure how I found out, but I found out exactly where him and this girl was staying because they stand together whole time he's staying with her and her grandma or something like he ain't even got no apartment like this one i'm telling you this man is a habitual liar like habitual and um so i did get mad and i was like y'all need to come outside like i don't care he come outside you come outside somebody come outside because I'm, I'm mad and nobody went to come outside so i did take matters into my own hand and i did get into some legal trouble because you know i became jasmine sullivan wanted to bust windows out of cars <laughs> but really i just wanted you to come outside <laughs> but anyways they didn't want to come outside whatever but so what happened was this man ended up calling the police on me and because he obviously couldn't really call the police on me because he got his own warrants he had her call the police random girl don't know her really don't care nothing about her because i kept telling her this ain't got nothing to do with you like just walk away move around i don't know who you is this ain't got nothing to do with you best thing you could do little mama is mind your business and i'm telling you if somebody told me that i definitely listen because people be retarded and i know people be retarded because i was retarded because why did i do that but anyways come to find out the car was her car he was lying about that too and so she did um you know, file a police report. I went back to Tennessee. Like, they didn't come out. So I just went back to Tennessee. Like, forget it. Y'all figured it out. Now, they literally could have called me and told me to fix this goddamn window. But anyways, they decided to call the police. And this man, and I know that he told her to do it because the, and the report it had too much of my information. From my home address, back home, all my, everything about me. Like, everything. It's just like. I read the police report because he was the one rat-a-tat-tat and they was like, yeah, and the boyfriend said he saw everything and all this different stuff, like, not nothing he said, you know what I'm saying? And, um, he acting like he just an innocent bystander, a witness, and I'm just this weird lady that came over here and did this and I don't, he don't know why and woo-woo, like, he ain't just told me to come nine hours to Texas and I done brought all my stuff again to Texas to come out here to live out here, you playing games. But whatever, so a couple months passed by, like that may have been October, because I kind of had just got through with physical therapy. And by the time December, it was December 6th, he reached out to me, he was like, I'm sorry, I'm ready to come home, I'm coming back to Miss Miffy's, Mississippi, whatever. And um, I'm like, okay. 
he was like, you know, I need a way home. So me just being the retarded female that I am sometimes, I was like, I'm about to go back to Texas. I'm going down there. Like, I'm physically going down there because you call me to be mean and say, hey, you know, we caught the police on you. Da, 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 da. But now you calling me to be like, I want to come back home. Well, the big dog in me was like, well, we're going to have to have a conversation face to face before I let you come home. So I rent me a rental. I rent me a charger. I drive to Texas. I drive nine hours to go have this conversation with this nigga face to face. <laughs> so I'm like, what's up? Um. You know, what's what's all this about? I got a warrant out here. Like, the, is the police looking for me? Now, first of all, that was so dumb because, baby, you drove through Texas. So, if you had a guy pulled over with this warrant, you were going to jail either way, my guy. But, okay. Didn't think about it. Didn't know. Stupid, dumb, retorted, whatever. Anyways, he was like, oh, I was just saying it to make you mad. We drive back home. Okay. Get back home. My homegirl mad I didn't get back with him because me and my homegirl was roommating together. So she don't want me to live there no more because I'm dating him again. I'm like, okay. We get me and him get an apartment or whatever. He really wasn't. Like, he still was doing dumb stuff. He wasn't doing the same type of dumb stuff because we at home without my family and we will not play that. So now you chill because, you know, we ain't far, far, far out of town. But he still was doing dumb stuff. So anyways, one day he was like, he, he still was on there like, I'm going to work. I'm going to take care of everything. I'm going to do everything because you worked last time. You was doing everything. So I was working at first. I lost my job. He was like, he going to work. He going to pick up the slack. Man, that man went to work one day and I ain't never see that man again. Mind you, <laughs> we got eviction notice, light bill about to get cut off. Ain't nothing but condiments in the refrigerator. Like... <laughs> horrible situation his mama literally had to beg me not to go to texas and kill him because we found out first like i called his mama like i don't know maybe something happened to him because he didn't come back home from work so she's worried i'm worried we crying we like oh my god where he at she started calling his ex-girlfriends and this that and the third come to find out this man so-called married and i didn't know nothing about this and i've been with you a year like you know what i'm saying like, the worst so anyways <laughs> so anyways um girl his mom had to beg me not to kill him she gave me like food stamps so i could have food in the house she like was telling me to go get assistance with my light bill and all this different stuff like she was really like every day that, that lady was in my house i'm gonna tell you right now the only reason that that man ain't get no more issues out of just anything because i really respect his mama as a woman i respect her and she was like don't let my son do this to you no more she was like if he didn't bump your head one time don't let him bump your head again and like she was so for real she was like but well, please don't kill my son man please like she was so serious so sincere she was like i can understand why you want to do it and like i got in the car with her because i was really going through and i wasn't working or nothing so she we would just ride around every day she'd come pick me up we riding around making stops she know she doing what she do i'm doing i'm just with her trying to keep my mind right because i'm really mad and once I went over her cousin's house, she and her, when her cousin found out what he did, she's like, he trifling. She was like, girl, I would want to kill him. She was like, well, please don't kill my cousin because we going to have to come after you. And I'm looking like, nigga, I don't care. Y'all talking to the wrong one because I'm the type of person, once I'm mad and once I'm ready to go 100, I'm going 100. I don't care about the the consequences, jail or hell. <laughs> so it took a lot for God to help me where I am right now. And that's why I'm telling y'all it's a testimony because... Hmm. I had to literally get anger management issues under control, under check, and God is so so good. So, anyways, I did you know get myself back together, get back on track or whatever. He tried to come back. I was like, no, I'm done. Haven't talked to him no more. 
tried to get a, a job that was like a pharmaceutical company. Boom, I got a warrant and it's a felony warrant. I thought you was lying. You told me you was lying, but I guess you was lying about lying, but whatever. So now here it is, five years, I had this warrant on my name. I couldn't get certain type of jobs. I'm looking over my shoulder. I couldn't do the stuff that I wanted to do. I felt literally like I'm always under watch and surveillance and if i go out of town with people they want to turn up i can't turn up with y'all because i can't get in trouble out of town because i am already you know and it was literally something that really hurt me so bad because i never saw myself getting in trouble you know what i'm saying like i literally was just retaliating off of all this stuff that that man had done instead of vengeance is mine does said the lord right so that's why it's so important that you walking with god because god had already told me to leave this man alone before all this stuff happened I done got in. I done lost money, time, energy. I done lost a good car, had a wreck, been in the hospital, couldn't walk, had to go through physical therapy, spent five years hiding on the run, had to go to jail for a month. Then I had to get transported between multiple states because Texas came and picked me up from Mississippi. So they had to take me through multiple jails to get back to Texas, had to go to jail in Texas, had to stay in Texas for seven days because I couldn't leave the state until my first appearance. Like, for five years, because 2017 is when this happened, and it's just cleared up last year, 2022. For five years, I'm on the run, but I'm going to tell y'all, God never left me. I'm going to tell y'all, God never forsake me. I'm going to tell y'all, God still love me through all of my flaws, and he will do that to you. I don't know what y'all got going on. I don't know what y'all going through, but I'm going to tell you, no matter what it is, it's not too big for God. Baby, I ain't never smiled so much. I smiled more than I probably had ever smiled in jail. Let me tell you something. I was so thankful for God because... He already had everything worked out. I didn't have no family in Texas when I was there. But when I came back to Texas and they told me I couldn't leave the state for seven days, my cousin had just moved to Texas. I had somewhere to stay. God is just so good. He's so merciful. He's so favoring. He, he didn't have to do none of that for me. He didn't have to help me. He didn't have to keep me in. People be like, you talk about going to jail like it's a good thing. Because it really saved me. Because I really was lukewarm. Because I really wasn't doing right. And I really needed to sit down. And I really was about to lose my mind. And I really had anger managed problems. And I really was turning up on people. And I really was out here really being a beast. Like in beast mode. And didn't care about no none of the responsibilities. Because it was like if I got to go to jail. I'm willing to do my time. What you willing to do? Like I'm willing to do my time. Are you willing to do your time? You sure you want to step up to justice? And even when I went to jail. I, I was upset. Anybody in jail upset. But I laid down and I did my little money. <laughs> I think I didn't want 18 years, <laughs> but at the end of the day, God had me because it could have been much worse. Whole time I'm running from this warrant. When I got to Texas, they didn't even hold me 18 hours. Okay. Like they didn't even hold me 18 hours. I didn't ran five years, you know, like I spent 18 days in jail, two days going from Texas to, from Mississippi to Texas and only 18 hours in the jail than I actually was supposed to be in. I could have been turned myself in, but I'm scared, but I'm, ooh, and I'm, and I'm, man, I'm telling y'all, God is good. God is so great. Had to pay restitution, had to pay thousands of dollars to a lawyer, didn't know how I was going to do that because I lost my, my job when I went to jail. God is so good. God is so great. He always got everything worked out. All that was able to get paid off. I'm just telling you to trust God and walk with God and ask God to lead you because no matter what kind of mess you done got yourself in, he will help you get out of it. No matter what type of stuff you done did because you did it. Let's be honest. He didn't do it. He didn't tell you to do it. He would have told you to do opposite. He was trying to tell you and warn you and get you right and you decided you was big and you put your big girl pants on and you're going to have to lay in that bed that you made. But guess what? He'll get right there and stand beside you. He ain't going to leave you. He's going to be standing right at your bedside, on your sick bed, on your deathbed, on every bed. He's going to be right there. 
even on your fornicating bed. <laughs> he gonna be right there standing beside you. And I just want to give all the glory and honor to God because I'm gonna tell you the honest to God truth that that whole situation was supposed to take me out. I remember everything. I had so many sleepless nights. I cried myself to sleep. I was depressed. I had anxiety. I rather just couldn't. I, I didn't know what to do. Lord, why am I even here? I feel like my life is over. I don't know. I tried. I've tried and I tried and I tried and I tried and I keep on trying and I keep on trying. And you know what? The devil tried to set me up now where it's like now. Okay. I'm too scared, you know, like you don't want to get in no more trouble. Like, Lord, I don't want to go back to jail. I don't want to date nobody. Like, literally, I would not even date nobody. Like, for five years, I was not trying to date nobody. I would date people. But being a real committed relationship, my God, no. I got to find a way up out of here. No, no. I got to go. <laughs> I can't even date more than two months without being like, uh, you might be crazy, too. I'm ready to go. Like, mm -mm, I ain't letting nobody else help me in no more trouble. I do not want to date nobody. Like, you know, the devil try to use those things and keep on playing them and playing them and playing them in your mind because he wants you to feel like you're stuck in that cycle and you're not going to get out that cycle. But God is so good because I truly believe that everything that the devil stole from me, God is going to give it back and more in the mighty name of Jesus. And I, re I received that and I received that for you too because the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So I know he didn't try to steal something from you. I know he didn't try to kill you. I know he didn't try to destroy you. That's his job. If you hear, it didn't happen. If it ain't happen, it's gonna happen. So I rebuke it right now. I pray that God give you the strength, the knowledge, the wisdom, understanding to be able to overcome and get away from any of those traps that the devil is trying to set up for you. I rebuke him. I, I, I cast him back to the pits of hell in Jesus' name. I thank you, God, for the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding beyond our years that you give us through our Holy Spirit through your holy spirit holy spirit i thank you i thank you for never leaving never forsaking us even when we are in our, our our dirt our nasty ugly pits in the hell that we made for ourselves the lives we make for ourselves we did that you didn't did it but you still sat there with us you sat there with us in our moments when we were comfortable in sin and you were uncomfortable with our sin you still sat there with us so i thank you i give you all the praise the glory and the honor i'm telling y'all right now it's been so many times i did not know what i was going to do I didn't feel like I could leave a certain job because I couldn't get no jobs. So I had to stay at that job, stressed out, hated the darn job, was getting cussed out, went off on every single day. But I didn't think I could do any better because I felt that I knew I had this warning. Ain't nobody going to hire me because I got a felony and don't nobody going to think about me. And I, my life is over. But God kept blessing me. God kept bless I never went without. I didn't miss no meals unless I wanted to. God is that good. God is that amazing. Even while I had the warrant, God would let me be able to travel to Dallas, to Texas, to different areas. I never went back to Houston, but different areas, and I, I never got caught. <laughs> Thank God. Glory be to God, because God is good. God is he is faithful he is just okay let me tell y'all something he better than you if you thinking God is like your homeboy or your mama or your daddy he not he better than all of that he better than all of that y'all he is and I just wanted to kind of give y'all that testimony and kind of let y'all know it's very important you don't want to make any decisions without talking to God first you don't want to make a decision without praying first and I mean pray okay and then wait OK, you should, you know, study his word, because sometimes your answer that you need is in that word. Just pick it up and start reading, flip through a random page, whatever it is, stop on, read that. OK, life without God's presence, his grace, his blessing is nothing. If he ain't in it, like that's the only thing that I'm probably standing here today because I probably supposed to be got killed. I supposed to be dead. Life with God's presence, like, come on now. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and to lose his soul? 
Like, that's exactly what was going on. I wanted to go to Texas. I wanted a relationship. I wanted this. I wanted that. And I was doing it. But honestly, I was losing my soul because at the end of the day, I was love depleted. I left. I, I was even farther away from God during that whole moment. I wasn't doing nothing that was going to magnify him. Right? And I guess that's why rich people are unhappy. That's why people be married and unhappy because they don't have God. You can have all the things you want, but if God is not in the middle of that, you still, it's going to be hell. Okay. And then you got to have patience. You got to ask the Holy Spirit for patience because that is a part of the fruits of, of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, uh, long suffering and self-control. Long suffering, aka faithfulness. Okay, so ask Lord, Holy Spirit. I need a, a double portion of your patience to be able to wait on what it is that God has in store for me, because I know it's better than what I got. Oh, better than what I'm accepting. Better than what I'm willing to accept. Wait on God. It's never worth the counterfeit. That man was the counterfeit. He was not my husband. He was not the man God sent for me. Okay. Me moving to Texas, that apartment, that job, all of that was counterfeit because that's not what God had for me, okay? He has, he's going to give me the desires of my heart, but he's going to be to his glory, okay? And all of that was a counterfeit and none of it was worth it. It was an experience that I really didn't have to experience because it took five years of depression. It took five years of me getting more deep into sin because I felt like my life was over. So why not go turn up? I don't love men like I should no more because that man hurt me. So now I'm just out here fornicating. I don't want this man. I just, whatever. I'm out here smoking weed and I'm out here drinking because I'm trying to cover up the fact that I feel like my life over. I can't get no job. Like, and I'm praying for anybody with a felony because I pray that God bless you with a job, no, a career that you love, that you're passionate about in Jesus name. Because the, the world has set it up for y'all to feel that way because they want you to feel like it's you are over and it's over with and you ain't got no help. And I, all I can do is what I could do with my life over. I'm stuck right here based off of one decision and i rebuke that because the god that we serve is a redeemer and i thank you god for that i thank you for that y'all i'm not gonna hold y'all forever but i'm just gonna let you know i love y'all and god love y'all even more if you want to continue to support what we're doing here with this podcast trying to spread the goodness of god in a real realistic way um not sugarcoat not playing with nobody because it's real and these are people lives and people really need help they don't need the, a feel-good sermon and then they go back turn back around and they still depressed their boyfriend still beating upside their head they they mama still don't care about them they daddy still absent they really need jesus so i'm just telling y'all what helped me because at that same time my daddy went nowhere around and my mama was halfway always how she is halfway and i'm just being real and i love my mama to death but that's just what it is but if y'all want to support this um you can go to the etsy girl uh the ghetto good girl etsy shop and support and i do love y'all but god love y'all more